welcome back to the Lockdown Yard podcast. What are we saying, Charles? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, man? Good, man. Another day closer to the world going back to normal, I guess. You say the world. You mean London, or do you mean the world? Actually, yeah, I probably mean the the UK because yeah, seeing seeing it getting quite bad in the likes of India, for example. So, boy. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking today is a good day to discuss a particular film by one of our favorite directors. Indeed, man like Quentin Tarantino. He's one of those directors where he'll do a film and you don't need to see who directed it. You just watch a, watch a film within the first five minutes. You'll likely figure out that this was directed by Quentin Tarantino. I like this guy. This guy is just really good at like doing films, like telling a narrative in a very different way, yep. in a very unique way. Like, he's got his own style of doing it. And the first, I think, what was the first one you ever saw of him that you realised it? My first ever Quentin Tarantino film was Kill Bill. Kill, Kill Bill. Bill blew me away. I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss it uh, at some point, but Kill Bill absolutely blew me away. And I watched, vo- that was volume one. I watched, and I found out there was a volume two, which I thought was great as well. And... Then you just, you know, you just, uh, you know, when you're watching a film and you search on Wikipedia, it's like, ah, this film was good. Who directed it? Ah, what else has he done? Then mm-hmm. you start to go through his filmography and then you find out about Pulp Fiction, which yep. co- which really confused me. I won't lie. Yeah. The first few times I saw it. um, You know, Tarantino li- likes his non-linear storytelling, so he, he's not going to tell that story in order. It just makes them match. He'll play Tetris with the stories. Putting random blocks here and there so i love that about it man i love it because it keeps me thinking about details i don't really pick up unless like in a linear one you pick up on details as a movie teller it's done traditionally but in this one you pick up details then you see how those details relate to something that you're seeing in the past but you're seeing it in the present at the same time it's it's crazy it's crazy i'll tell you what if you can fully understand the tarantino film on the first watch then you might be a genius Mm. That and only without subtitles, may I add. That's cheating. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, this isn't this isn't a Nolan film. We're good. Oh, mate, don't get me started. <laughs> That's different. That's different. But yeah, I'd say what he's done. What nine films now? Nine or ten films? I think he must have done more than that by now. No, he does. He hasn't done that many because you know at the start of every film he puts the so and so film by Tarantino, the the seventh film by Tarantino, the eighth film. For example, so I think yeah, the latest one he did was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The latest one he done, yeah, I think that was right. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know if he's done more than ten because I remember it being quite a big thing that he's done ten films, and he might he might even quit there. So I remember. Yo, don't, don't, don't. No, I don't want him to quit. No, 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 no. I mean, he's he's one of those guys. He doesn't make a lot of films. He just does it when he feels like it. He just. When the art is ready, kind of thing, then he'll yeah. then he'll do it. So, I mean, he'll probably pop up. It's like it's like that guy Daniel Day Lewis. He doesn't he doesn't do a lot of roles, but when he does, he smashes it. He's like considered possibly the greatest actor of our time, Daniel Day Lewis. Mm. So, he's one of those guys. He's very very selective in what he does, but when he does do something, ooh, slaps, he just slaps, kills it, yeah. So which one? Which one of Tarantino's 
masterpieces. Well, maybe it's subjective. You don't consider every single film he does as a masterpiece, but which of his films are we talking about today, man? We are talking about The Hateful Eight. Indeed. This is, it's funny enough, the eighth film by Tarantino. So this is <laughs> the start of the film. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, I watched this film. I watched this film late, actually. I didn't watch it with three when it came out. Came mm. out. Um, I think you told me to watch it as well, because I think I saw the trailer, and I said, okay, cool, I'll probably watch this. But when I said that, I meant I'll, I'll watch it eventually, yeah. kind of like when it comes out, and if it's accessible to me on a good weekend. But then I watched it, finally, I think maybe two years after it came out. I'm, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> I watched it two years after it came out, and I was like, what? I slept on this. Wow. Well, the funny thing about that is... I watched it pretty much immediately after it came out, and you're gonna go mad at this, but I hated it at first. I barely really? got through it at first, cause I don't know, maybe I was I was having a bad day, or I was an even more unseasoned film watcher, or something. But the constant, di- you know, the first half, the constant dialogue and. This and that. I just wasn't. Maybe I was just tired or something. I wasn't having a good day, but I was. I wasn't interested, man. Mm-hmm. Constant talking, stuck in the snow, random conversations in the the chariot, the the wagon. Sorry, I was yeah. just. I, I just wasn't in, and it didn't grip me. So I just said, uh, Tarantino might have missed on this one. So mm. time passed. Time passed. Maybe about a year or so, and then. No, I don't know if it was, it was a year, but the award ceremonies arrived. And it was getting hyped. It actually mm. won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Now, obviously, the Oscars aren't the, the mark of whether a film is good or not. It's all subjective. It just happens to be what a certain group of people think of that film. But yeah, I said, uh, you know what? Did I miss something on this? Because that film was kind of dead. Let me... Let me actually, you know, give it a proper rewatch. You know, with subtitles and everything. So I watched it again. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I just want to pause you. You watched it with subtitles and you appreciate the film more, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's one That's one notch under my belt. I got that one. That's one for me. <laughs> this is going to be your thing now, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Nah, I do think watching subtitles, you do catch up so many more details. Yeah, I can actually improve your your views on certain films mm-hmm. except for Definitely, Tenet maybe no, yeah <laughs> <laughs> man, shots have been fired I can't wait to do Tenet I wonder what we're gonna say uh, it'll be it'll be mixed it'll be mixed spoiler alert yeah. but yeah that, I watched uh, The Hateful Eight for a second time and I don't know apart from maybe say Man of Steel I mm-hmm. haven't ever changed my opinion on the film as sharply as that because this film is amazing yeah i mean it because the dialogue the dialogue i was complaining about and i actually listened to it's like wait this is sick storytelling and world building Mm -hmm. i was Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. whoa the 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 acting performances they're just bouncing off each other the chemistry i was just yo i slept on this film and i'll tell you what it's such a good feeling when you discover that a film you slept on is actually top quality, yeah, and I don't think 100%. yeah, I don't think the um, the hateful eight 
gets as much love as it deserves amongst um, Tarantino's category. Because mm. you mentioned Tarantino, you automatically go to the Inglorious Bastards, the, the Pulp Fictions, the Django's, the Kill Bills. You don't really hear about the Hateful Eight that much, nah. in my opinion. I don't know. It depends what circles you're in, but you don't really hear about the Hateful Eight. You really much. don't. You really, really don't. I mean, and you should because this is a really good film. Like you said, it's, it's a good mystery. Really good. It's good drama. It's good western. It mm. really fits the time as well For in real. the way it's in the dialogue. And Samuel Jackson, obviously, you, oh, you he win stole already. the show. <laughs> he steals the show. But a lot of people also did really good in this. Um, oh yeah, the, it was the whole ensemble was brilliant, man. It was just it just worked. It balanced off each other. Like you know, one thing, one noticeable thing. I felt really cold watching this film. I don't know about you. Maybe I don't know what psychological effects. I felt cold, man. That blizzard always chasing them, and they was all <laughs> set in the snow. And every time you, they had like a cup of soup or tea or coffee, I was like, ah, I needed that. I needed that. I don't know. It was a weird effect. That that that's you. <laughs> I've felt you. like that since the Revenant. <laughs> that, that's you. I I I get feeling scared in a cinema when I'm watching something, but I've I never felt, felt cold. cold. Maybe the room was cold or something. It added to the effect. Watch cold Maybe films in cold. I rooms. mean, to be fair, I'm gonna take a guess here, and you can say I'm wrong. This film came out in December, bro. It might have. It might have. It came out around Christmas time, I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> I think it was marketed around that. So it, maybe it makes sense if you felt cold. <laughs> I, I tell you, it, adds, it, adds to, it's, it wasn't a bad thing. It added to the effects. Like, the, maybe you've seen The Revenant, right? Yeah. That's the only other time I felt cold watching the film. And okay, freezing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, freezing yeah. me. Yeah, okay, I get that. <laughs> but yeah, it, well, it starts off with all of them in the snow and even the interaction between Kurt Russell and Samuel Jackson. You know when you rewatch really it and it's like, man, why didn't I see this before? It was just so good. Just the small details, like how long they take to, to read the document. That's the thing, Tarantino doesn't care. He will take his time to to build the dialogue or to, to open an envelope and all of that. And you're going to watch it. That's what he's saying. This film is, what, nearly three hours long? So that is, yeah. that is Tarantino for you, man. And I appreciate that, to be honest. Maybe it's me knowing it's a Tarantino film and that it'll be worth it, that I tolerate it, where I wouldn't mm. from other directors. Maybe. I don't know. It likely is that. But I appreciate all of that, man. Just the, the small details, which so many other films would just brush brush aside. It's true. So how about like a brief synopsis about the film? Well, the, oh, the film essentially is a whodunit. It's about eight, eight hateful people, if you like, who end up in um, a cabin hiding from a blizzard. And not all is as it seems. There's somebody lying. Somebody lying and Samuel Jackson's gonna to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much the plot, right? So I mean so, I think it'll be good because it's literally eight characters. Let's just talk about each each character to some extent. So uh, okay. we'll start with Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's character. I, I really like this character. I think the idea that he had that code that he's the hangman. Yeah. So what was that saying he said, um when the hangman catches you, you don't die by no bullet. Mm. When the hangman catches you, you hang. I was like, I like that. That is cold. And the fact that he kept reinforcing, um, reinforcing that, like with that restraint when he was holding on to, when he was holding on to what's her name, Darmahoo, Darmahoo. Oh, Daisy Darmahoo. Darmahoo. That was it. Yeah. Um, also, 
it's something I I I have mixed feelings about, and I kind of wanted to talk about with you. It links to how he treats um, Damagu. Yeah, 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 Damagu. Yeah, oh, he kept hitting her, didn't he? Yeah, he kept hitting her, and I was like, I, I, you felt sorry I'm for not, her at first, I bet. No, that's not that's not exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm trying to say, um. He hit her, and I was like, okay, I cringe because I, oof, that's a bit, I feel a bit uncomfortable seeing a woman get hit on the screen. In general, I get uncomfortable seeing a woman get hit. But um, I read about it, and they were talking about how it's kind of um, degrading and sexist. And, but I thought about it, and then Tarantino said something. He said um, he's not treating her like a man, he's not treating her like a woman, he's treating her like a killer. Which is kind of what she is in this film. Mm. And that's what's something I kind of appreciate, because... A killer, male or female, I feel it would get treated the same way, or be talked to the same way. Am I wrong, do you think? Or that's just an opinion that I thought was kind of like interesting to think about. I mean, in the in the world they built in that film, I guess that's that's how it would run. That's that's what mm. Tarantino was trying to portray. So I guess that's how it would run there. But yeah, that those scenes were they were uncomfortable, but then as the film goes on, you start to realize, man, she's evil, evil. Yeah, she's actually a villain. Like she's she's in complete control of her actions. She's not showing any remorse. She was willing to let all of them mm. die. No redemption, no none of the sympathy you really feel for her is to do with her character. I say the only sympathy you have for her is that she's a woman you're not used to seeing that like that, that level of violence. But again, it's a Tarantino film. Mm. Violence is kinda his thing in terms of like the blood and the 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 actual action itself. For real, man. And then we come on to, well, let's go on to it. Daisy Domagu herself. Yeah, the most racist something. character in this film. <laughs> Bro. I, <laughs> okay, hats off, hats off to um, the actress who played her. Do you know her name, please? Uh, I think it's like, is it Catherine Hyde? No, 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 this was, it's not right. starts with a J. One sec, one sec. Let me Google it. Okay, I'll go on while you while you talk. You screw with it. Yeah, I thought that she nailed her character, her mannerisms, her accent, the way she kind of like held herself as like the way she kind of insulted Samuel Jackson as well, and how she talked to everyone. <laughs> you remember that the scene at the start where she spat on his Lincoln man? <laughs> Bro, that bit. I I thought I had a mixture of like oh and laughter at the same time because <laughs> oh Jennifer Jason Lee by the way. Thank you. Yeah, she killed it. She absolutely killed it. And in that scene, yeah, I laughed. <laughs> I was like, it, motherfucker. <laughs> and then she kind of, he goes out. <laughs> he hits her. And then because she's shackled to Kurt Russell's character, oh, yeah. he goes out of the <laughs> door too. Out as well, yeah. So oh, I didn't give her the letter. I gave you the letter. Why did you give her the letter? <laughs> oh, my days. Just die, yeah. And then we have the next introduction. Well, uh, Samuel Jackson, David. isn't it? He was he was at the at the start of the film. When no, no, um, I meant the sheriff. Oh yeah, or in inverted commas because they didn't believe him at the start, did they? They didn't believe him at the start, but bro, he doesn't even need to be the sheriff. Walton like, Walton Goggins, he just absolutely the way he always commits to the to the role. His accent and he was funny, man. The way he his spoke accent was amazing. Every line, I don't know, man. Every line he said, I just wanted to laugh. Yeah, it was it, it, it was his delivery, and he he really did fit like what I thought Western people would talk to like around this time. <laughs> well, gosh darn it, <laughs> something like that. Well, 
I can't get over the bit, you know, at the end, uh, near the end, where he's telling Daisy's brother to come upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where does he go? Uh, and with your hands up, slowly come out of them. <laughs> it's a bit. It's even a bit before that where he's refu- he's refusing to give up his his last gun. And then mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson said, well, you better shit on an extra gun or we're going to pull a bullet in their head. <laughs> then he just throws up another gun. He's <laughs> like, see? You. Told you. Told you. <laughs> yeah. Those two, when they first met, it was exactly how I pictured it. It would be like, um, based on the way uh, the sheriff's character... What's his name in the film? The sheriff's character. But anyway, his character interacted with Samuel Jackson because he was like racist. He was saying nigger a lot and like he was... Like, just basically in shock that Samuel Jackson's, like, kind of um, status yeah. could actually belong to, like, a black man. I was like, oh, okay, so this is their kind of dynamic. It's going to be that kind of film. But by the end of it, by the end of it, bro, they were, like, brothers in arms defeating this diabolical woman in the, in a shack. And, man, I think I loved seeing that. And even though it's weird only in a Tarantino film can I find some kind of symbolism in such a violent kind of act it's the way that um, they came together to um, oh to hang effective, her yeah to hang her yeah, yeah to hang her <laughs> that and was, I was like that was kind of funny in a twisted way <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> to pull that rope in the music it's visual as hell but like there is symbolism in it there can be symbolism if you if you, if you, if you think about it mm. them, them coming together Screw the racism, doesn't matter. The, this just is kill what it. matters. Justice is what matters. They're just literally doing this thing. Bruh. Yeah. I like this character a lot. He, he, <laughs> every line was great. Yeah, the entire cast just... The, the entire cast killed it, honestly. <laughs> like, um... Well, I guess Sam, Samuel Jackson will come on to him next, because... Yeah. He just... I know he's a Tarantino. Anyone who's full of Tarantino's work knows Samuel Jackson is pretty much a regular. Like, yeah, he is the he is the equivalent of Michael Caine to Nolan films. Yeah, that is a perfect comparison. Because yeah. he just brings well, it Leonardo in time. Caprio to Nolan films. Uh, is Caprio in that many Nolan films? Oh, sorry, films? I meant Robert De Niro to Martin Scorsese. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah, I saved yeah. It. There we go. I saved it. There you go. Um, yeah, the, Samuel Jackson just. Absolutely brought it, man. I think mm. he it elevated as soon as as soon as he stepped into that cabin, mm-hmm. his performance just elevated, man. From the very moment he just walked in and he stared everyone down and he stared down mm-hmm. the situation and it, you could see it. The acting was perfect. He realized, okay, something's not right here. Bro, he knew it from the get go, and the film even explained how he knew it. Yep. Because he knew the haberdashery, the place where they're shacked up from the... Oh, yeah, Mini's haberdashery. He was talking to the the Mexican guy in the barn. And he sussed it out straight away because his story wasn't wasn't right. His story did not add up. His story did not add up. Are you calling me a liar, cabron? (laughs) 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 Yeah. um, He had a lot of great moments in the film, I thought. Um, Okay, one one of the most iconic moments in this film... Is when he's talking to the father of his enemy soldier that he basically humiliated to an inch of his life and yes. then killed him. And the, the way he said that up with the with putting the gun, 
So the the whole setup of the scene was Samuel Jackson from the start he wanted to kill this this old man, but as Tim Roth's character, who we'll get onto in a moment, Tim Roth's character said, "If you shoot him without him provoking you, we will have to kill you." So he was like, "All right, cool, I'll play your game." So he mm-hmm. put a gun right next to the old man, and it was pure mind games from then. Pure I'm, mind I'm games. I'm gonna tell you a story. Mm. Let me tell you a little story. Man, that story was dark. <laughs> the delivery. It was dark, but that's when you realize same... Samuel Jackson is such a good actor, man. The way he delivered mm. that, like on paper, you can put you can put like you know, the, the story on paper and give it to him on a script, but it's about the delivery and the timing. It's about the delivery. Ah, and the imagery that supported it. But honestly, if you showed me. That's um, him explaining that story without the imagery. I would still have been like, damn, this is sick. This is sick. Mm-hmm. So, but Quentin Tarantino, visual storyteller right here, man. Mm. And that combined yeah, with the music <laughs> in the scene, it just provoked mm-hmm. the old man. And then he picked up the gun and boom, he's dead. Boom. He wasn't quick on the draw. Boom, boom. And my f- second favorite whole set, or chapter really, because they're kind of set up, set up into chapters, mm. aren't they? I see my favorite chapter has to be the chapter where he deduces everything, breaks it down for everyone. After John, John, uh, I forgot his name. Oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's, Kurt Russell's character um, gets poisoned by Minnie. Minnie? Why am I saying Minnie? I'm mixing up names today. Oh, Daisy, yeah. Daisy, thank you. When he gets um, poisoned by um, by Donahue. Donahue? Yeah. Yep. Um, he figures out um, how. Who, who it might be, he just shoots him straight away and he keeps breaking it down and in between this, I love the back and forth uh, back and forth commentary between um, him and uh, yeah. the, sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff, because the sheriff is just having the most like <laughs> loud reactions, he's like, nah you know what it reminded me of, and I hate myself for it, it's the stereotype of black people in the cinema it's like, oh boy don't go in there <laughs> don't go in there, oh damn <laughs> literally it was all these statements are just basically saying these things but stayed, in like yeah, western terms stayed the obvious <laughs> <laughs> I think the ugliest person did. that would be you Jimbo or <laughs> whatever his name was what was that bit where it was like oh shit oh you son of a <laughs> <laughs> wait who's saying that the sheriff was saying yeah, the sheriff really yeah, there was, was the one bit and then he just you can see he was so excited when he figured something out. <laughs> well, I think he figured out Joe Gage. Yeah. He's like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Walton Goggins, man. This guy just he delivers every time. He killed it. <laughs> I think those two made it for me. Samuel Jackson and, uh, and, and the Sheriff character, definitely. Yeah, they, they might have been the standouts with Kurt Russell yeah. as well. They might have been the standouts. And then, mm. as we come on to Tim Roth with his posh English accent. Oh, <laughs> it's the way he switches uh, up when, when he gets shot. <laughs> when he goes to East End. He goes from, like, sorry to East End. Uh, <laughs> Oswaldo something something. <laughs> and he went straight to Oz from <laughs> Uh, there's a way he says the. Do you, do you know a bit I'm gonna talk about? <laughs> Which bit? 
it's the bit where Samuel Jackson is outside and he's doing the, he's minding the horses or something, and the sh- and uh, Kurt Russell says, "That's my, um, Colonel Master Macrius or whatever his name is," and and he's got a letter from the president, and then Oswald says, "That nigga." <laughs> That's a letter from the president. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was funny. I knew. I knew the video. Was <laughs> the delivery of the lines in this film is underrated. I'm telling you. Oh, Wait, there was another bit like that. You know when he was shot in the chair. And he was trying. They, yeah. were, they were trying to convince Walton Goggins, to, the sheriff, to turn on Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he also yeah. said, "We're willing to forget all of this, mate, if you shoot that nigger <laughs> or something like that <laughs> in the chair." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, man!" That's... We all know these Tarantino films. He's just brazen with it, man. Yeah, he always, he it. always just says, "This is just how people will talk." Yeah. You know, he's not scared of attacking mm-hmm. the realism of it. That's, the, that's always and, been a thing with Tarantino. Yeah, and it's never the focus of the film. Yeah. The focus of the film is the actual story. Mm. But yeah, Tim, Tim Roth delivery of these lines. Yeah. <laughs> nigga. That's a letter from the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Man. <laughs> I actually remember laughing hard at it. Yeah. <laughs> But now, yeah, the way his character switched up is went from this quirky, typical Englishman, cartoony almost. He just mm-hmm. went to this East End bloke. Just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the... Uh, so, Michael Madsen. We mentioned how um, Samuel Jackson's a regular in Tarantino films. That's, Michael Madsen's been on the block with Tarantino as well, you know? He was in... Um, Reservoir Dogs, the Kill Bill films, and mm. this one as well. And his, I don't know, man, his voice was kind of iconic. The way he's just, when he, you know the scene, the scenes I loved where every time they had to fix, they opened the door, they had to fix it again. Yeah. I love those scenes so much more than I should. <laughs> push it open! What? <laughs> you gotta push it open! <laughs> You're letting out the heat. One ain't good enough. <laughs> That was a great guy. We're trying to bolt the, trying to bolt the door every time. You gotta nail it shut. Now, goddamn, every time, every time someone had to go out, every time, and I didn't realize how many people went out until that door yeah. opened. I was like, oh my days, is everyone not here still? And why were they all shouting so much when they had to, when they had to close the door? Uh, even they, the way Daisy was shouting, it's like, pull it, push it open. You gotta nail it. Got a nail. Then you had the Michael Madsen, uh, Joe Joe Gage doing this deep Southern American accent and voice. He said, "Now, goddamn it, one ain't good enough. One ain't good enough. <laughs> Letting out all the heat. Now, goddamn it." <laughs> oh jeez. But yeah, he's, he gave a pretty like uh, a standard performance, but man. Michael Madsen, he's a regular. And what was that bit? That bit at the end where they figure out his real name, Joe Gage. Yeah, his real name was Joe Gage, but I don't know. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, what it's Grouch Douglas. 
Was it Rouse Douglas? Which was the fake one? Something Douglas. I think it was Grouch Douglas or something. Mm. And then the sheriff just starts laughing. He <laughs> <laughs> just figures it all out. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, there was a bit. Oh, there was a bit. I wanted the. I told you before we recorded. I found like one fact, and I thought it was really good. I'm gonna tell you now because yeah, it's around the same time. Um, so there's a bit um, in between chapters where uh, Daisy's character is just uh, playing a guitar, and it's just playing a song. Oh yeah, and it's a really nice song. Everyone's just like boarding up and like keeping warm and in their own areas. And at the end of it. <laughs> John John Roof, Kurt Russell's character, yeah. he just says, "Playtime's over, basically," and smashes the hell out of this this guitar. Right? Mm-hmm. That guitar was an antique from a museum, and it was meant to be switched out, but not. But it wasn't. No so, way. Uh, so her reaction was genuine because she knew it was the real one. <laughs> so when she was like, oh, "Oh, oh my god." <laughs> It was genuine, genuine acting. No way. And because of that, they've never been allowed to borrow antiques from that museum ever again. <laughs> oh I laughed when I found goodness. that out. That's crazy. What? Do you know how much money that was? I don't even know. It's from the 1870s, man. Nah. So, so that's money. Why would you even bring that to the set, though, man? If you're going to swap it out, just use a fake one anyway. Tarantino probably loved it. Or return it to wherever it came from. I don't know. Man, Tarantino probably loved it. Probably like, yeah, I'm happy I got something. I got a genuine reaction out of it. Ah, man, they didn't need to have the actual thing, man. I know. (laughs) I know. That's That's history right there. Just smash for a film. They better have got it in that take as well. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine they smash it and be like, ah, no, take two. It's like, what? All right, bring the prop one out. No, but I think... Everything, as I mentioned before, I think the film elevated as soon as everyone was inside the cabin. Because that's when the real mystery... Because, you know, you saw uh, Tarantino's typical non-linear storytelling. You saw exactly how these, how this gang ended up taking over the, the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, they killed everyone there. And it was good to see Samuel Jackson walk in. And then he just pretty much figured it out. And from then the film just elevated. (coughs) That's when it really become became the who done it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just have two questions. One is kind of related to another film, and one is related to this film. Uh, one. Did you expect Channing Tatum to be in this film? Nope, that was a complete surprise. That was a surprise in the half. I was like, oh snap! He's doing cam. He's doing celebrity cameos in these, but he actually had a proper role in the story. It's not he, typical. He shot Samuel Jackson's nuts, and then the oh was, my god! Oh my days! I felt his pain through his acting, even though it was not real. I felt the pain. I was like, oh! <laughs> he was, he was cussing and everything, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> and the the second thing, because you were talking about who done it, and it kind of. I kind of am interested to see what you say. What kind of... Which film do you prefer? Knives Out or this one? In comparison to, like, whodunit kind of films. Because those are both kind of whodunit films. Oh, man. That is a tough question, man. And what, it's not one of those ones where I can just say, everybody wins. I like them both, right? No, this is the real world, Nana. Oh, man. You don't get it. I'll say Knives Out. I'll just say Knives Out. Knives Out was... Yeah. Okay. There's a lot more mystery to Knives Out. 
because um, Hateful Eight kind of showed us the answer with the backstory of how they got into Minnie's cabin. Mm. I know that there was still mystery in who put who poisoned Kurt Russell, but to be honest, it would it was definitely one of the it's one the, of the gang. Yeah. But there was a lot more mystery all the way through to the end mm. yeah, with Knives Out. So I say Knives Out. I like that's a okay, tough question. I respect it. I respect it. I I if you were to ask me, I would say I need to rewatch Knives Out because I think I've only watched it once, and I, I might have missed little details here and there, kind of mm. like. Um, Kind of like you with um, the hateful eight, so I'm gonna rewatch it and I'll let you know. Because you see, but the, I was just curious. Yeah, because you see, the film, the thing with these kind of whodunit films is, it's always good to watch it for a second time when you know the answer in effect, then mm-hmm. you can see how. Oh right, so this is why they looked at this person like that, or why they said that, or why they did that. It's like oh, and and it always just comes together really well. That's what I found with some parts of the the hateful eight. Did you notice that? Did you finally find out what happened with the door in that scene as well? Because I I missed that the first time I watched it. The the shot that happened um, when he was trying to kill, the, oh, kill the guy. guy. He he yeah. walked in and then he saw. Oh hell no! <laughs> and then he closed it again. But they missed it. Yeah, they they missed the shot. Man, he shot a whole clip at that at that bolt like of the door. <laughs> I'm like, mm. why? You know that was yeah that was the big clue, wasn't it? It's like you don't you, you didn't really notice. So you just thought, oh this door's busted. Yeah, it's just a busted door. Yeah, and then you realize, oh wait, they showed us they shot the door, and then it uh, all really makes sense. Mm-hmm. I tell you, if you watch this film for a second time after seeing ev- everything play out for the first time, it, it gets even better. Honestly, it's true. Does. It's true. Uh, I think we're kind of getting towards like the end of the film, so let's just kind of cover that. I'm thinking like <clears throat> of this one particular scene. So at this point. Um, uh, Samuel Jackson is down one one whole balls and nuts and all that. He's he's down he's down testicles, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just say that he's bleeding out. It's not looking good. Yeah, and he's on the bed. <laughs> Everything from that point onwards was just hilarious, man. This it was just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the, the this is like the payoff to this film. If you if you were like suffering through it, if you didn't appreciate the film before, the ending is literally yeah. where it gets good. This, this film um, is like it just it gets better as it goes on. It's from the start to the end, it just gets better and better and better. And it, and that bit at the end, the dialogue between the sheriff and Samuel Jackson's War, I think it's Warren character's name. But yeah, I think that sounds about right. Or oh, me, me, Chris, Mannix, Mannix, Mannix. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Mannix, that was it. Mannix, not the sheriff. It's Mannix. We finally got that. All right, cool. Yeah, him and Mannix are just like they've been shot. They're mortally wounded, and. Daisy's just trying to bring him to the dark side and like say, um, if you shoot, um, if you shoot Marcus, then you can, you can split, you can take the money for all of these people that you've killed because they're notorious bounties. It's like 50,000 here and you can get off this mountain safely because I think she was probably bluffing. She said that, um, there were like 15 men stationed on the outskirts of town who were going to raid it. Mm. So... If she if she'll give she'll give him safe passage yep. if he shoots Samuel Jackson's character. And he's like Hell no <laughs> Because you have been what you have always been, and that is a lying bitch. And Samuel Jackson in the back is like, You damn right <laughs> Because I loved it because I thought he was actually gonna be 
racist towards the end and be like, you know what? I don't really care about this. And be like, man, I can just do what I want. I can take this money and I can go off and I don't know where you go in the West, but maybe you go East. I don't know. Mm. And he was just like, you could have killed me too with the poison. You didn't even try and stop it. So you don't care about me. I'm so screw you, you lying woman. <laughs> I loved it, man. I loved it. Because I really thought he was going to like betray him for a split second. Again, it was the delivery of the lines. As you say, mm-hmm. he gave you four sex, um, false expectations. And mm-hmm. then, bam. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. That's it. I love that whole bit. I, I, I love that whole bit. He, in that whole chapter, he made Samuel Jackson sweat. Because there were times where he was either knocked out from blood loss. Yeah, the bit where he, he just fell down. Gun. I don't feel so He said something like, I don't feel so good. And he fell. He's so like, oh, no. Wake like, up. Maddox, get your ass up. If you're that, your ass ain't nailed to the floor, get up. <laughs> Maddox. <laughs> There was slow-mo in that scene as well. Why was Samuel Jackson in slow-mo? He was talking in slow-mo. It's <laughs> like, you really gonna make a deal with this Canadian bitch? <laughs> Wait, that, you know what? This, that bit was quite violent when um, he fainted and Daisy had to hack off um, her brother's arm, right? No, not the brother's arm. It was... Um... It was Kurt, Russell, Kurt Russell's arm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to hack it off just to get free. Yeah. I was like, yeah, damn, was man. Proper violent. Like, it's classic Tarantino. She's a violent person. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was on brand. It was on brand. But yeah, I, I, I love the resolution to this film. I love the whole film in general, man. Like The cast worked really well. The conversations were engaging as hell. And definitely worth watching if you rewatching if you just watch it the first time. And be like, mm. yeah, it's all right. It's about talking. Maybe if you're like me and I don't know, my attention span wasn't great back then. Heck, even today is is, is shaky. But <laughs> power through because it's so rewarding. It's one of the most mm-hmm. rewarding films I've seen in terms of just being patient with all the story building and setting the scenarios and the settings and the scenes. And it was all so rewarding because some things, you know, subvert your expectations. But yeah. Honestly, the the performances were so good as well, man. Amazing, amazing. Like Kurt and Russell, music was really good too. Some oh Ennio Morricone. So we've talked about you know Tarantino, but he just has people he links up with regularly. Hmm. But I think him linking up with now the late Ennio Morricone, that's been one of the most consistent linkups in Hollywood in general. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's done many films without. Ennio Morricone. No, he's done a few, yeah. Mm. He's done quite a few. And things, he, he, like, even though he does take music that's already been done, the way he applies it to to new scenes, it's always so unique. So shout out to, shout out to that combo. But yeah, as I said, I don't know, some people will watch, they'll, they'll start watching this film, they'll say, ah, this is boring. Why is it talking so much? Where is this going? But watching it again, it's, it's quite entertaining the way they deliver their lines. Like yeah, the first half, sense. I always used to run with the 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 agenda that oh man, that first half is so boring. It only gets good when they when they go into the cabin. But then when you rewatch it, it's like well, hang on, there's some there's some good light dialogue there. In a bit yeah. where Samuel Jackson, we mentioned before, he punches her out of the <laughs> out oh, of the, the wagon, carriage. For, the yeah. carriage, yeah, for spitting on the letter. I was like, <laughs> that bit was so funny. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the bit man. where they first found the sheriff. 
The whole speech there. <laughs> did you did you note there's there's one particular part? This the, I think it's the last thing I actually want to mention. Um, it's the part in this film where he's confronted about the letter in front of everyone inside the cabin. Oh yeah, for the haberdashery, and he's like, and then it's deduced that it's fake, and he says, "Yeah, it is fake," because this gives me respect in, as a black man in this country, basically. And I was like, "Damn, that actually makes sense," and it's smart too, like because he was in the army and he, forging that letter is kind of easy. And oh yeah, I think the line was he says, um, "This letter." disarms me when I'm around white folk and mm. it had the intended effect and I was like oh, fair enough fair mm. enough you gotta do what you gotta do to protect yourself there you especially go. in them times man so yeah there was, that's the thing there was logic to a lot of these things that happened mm. I love the fact that if someone okay obviously this is a fictional story mm. but Something like this. How is anyone going to explain what the hell happened? You got how many people dead in the in this cabin? You oh, got yeah. a hung woman from the rafters, and you got a black guy and a white guy in these times bled, bled out. One of them has no testicles; the other one has been shot in the leg. <laughs> how do you explain what's happened here? Who done what? What happened here? That's going to be one heck of a situation to try and deduce for whoever has to clean up afterwards or find it. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> in that blizzard, it'll probably get snowed under or something. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I, I I really do like this film. This is a good film. Well, does that mean you give it the old uh, the highest rating? Uh, no, I'm not gonna give it the highest. I know why I'm not gonna give it the highest though. I feel like if I give everyone the highest, then mm. it's no longer the highest. I save the highest to like the ones that I genuinely. It's one of those ones that. Hey man, like, if you want to give it a high rating, do it. Don't let other don't let other films comparisons okay. just. Think uh, of this film in its own right. Like, it's all right. Yeah. I'll watch it in the cinema again. Cool. But I'll just watch it casual. Nice. I think I'll have to say the the casual, you know, two for one watch mm. in the cinema. Just because I can't come in front and say I love this film from day one because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But yeah. Maybe in time it'll become like a guilty pleasure kind of film and then mm. I can just watch it on the big screen with the premium. Maybe that'll be it. Yeah. I feel like I have to mention one thing because. Um, whenever we review films, we can't talk about everything. Like we just talk no, about no. things that stood out to us. So yeah. you know, we wouldn't have talked about everything that happened in this film. Just things that stood out to us particularly, or we found impactful, and those kind of things. So we are going to miss some points here and there. But that's the thing. It's a. It's not just a conversation about you know what we're saying. The whole film about film fandom is it's a wide conversation. So people have loads of different, like even to this day, they're still finding new angles and new things about films that were released years ago. So it's a thing where it's, it's an ongoing conversation and everyone has something different to bring. But this mm. is just our thoughts, man. That's it. Mm. Our thoughts in the now and today. Indeed. You're not the same person you were the next day. Yeah. Would you, would you, you would rewatch this film, right? Uh, rewatched it three times, maybe? Yeah, I've seen this film... Two and a half times. But that first that first time I just tapped out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Do what you gotta do. We're looking forward to more of Tarantino's work and I'm sure we're gonna talk about more Tarantino films. There's only one Tarantino film I haven't seen, by the way, and that's the Jackie Brown one. Oh yeah, same. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's what it's probably the least discussed Tarantino film and 
whenever people talk about it, they just mention it's the most low-key one, which is fair enough. Mm. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you what Tarantino's best film is, but prepare for that question. It's coming. I'll say what my favourite one is. Alright, go on then. What's your favourite one? Uh, no, no, you know what? Let me just... Uh-huh. Let me just I told you. <laughs> you didn't need you. to put the spot. And neither I am I. going to ask me like that today. I was like... Uh-huh. You're going to give me time to do some research, Ooh. do my homework and stuff so I can understand the test answers. Like, what's going on? No. And I'll be so... I'll be honest, I'll, I'm surprised this is the first Tarantino film we're discussing, but heck, it just felt it just felt like it. Mm. As I said, uh, when people mention Tarantino, you think Kill Bill or yeah, the, the bigger names. But yeah, man, it's, this one is quite underhyped in this catalogue, as I said. People don't really mention The Hateful Eight. So yeah, yeah it, deserves, it deserves a bit more love than... I mean, of course, it won an award, an Oscar, which is one of the, the highest accolades, but you know what I mean, just in terms of hype in the film fandom space. So, until next time, or until the next Tarantino film or whatever, we are out. Peace. Oh man, leave that in.